The following episode of BG Mania is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we explore some excellent music and talk about our experience with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by the eclectic mix himself. It's Frank. What's up, guys? For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes like our anniversaries, which we do have coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, July 12th, I believe, is the actual date. Let me just check the calendar here. It is uh, July 12th. We'll have a two-year anniversary special going up. And July 12th this year happens to fall on a Friday. So it'll be Friday, July 12th. We'll have a two-year special bonus episode of BG Mania. Uh, You might hear some, obviously, repeats in that episode. But... The reason I'm plugging this now, because we have a couple weeks to go. If you want to submit tracks for that anniversary episode that we'll play, feel free to do so. BGmania at leveldowngames.com. But on a normal episode, you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating under review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. We have some potentially big things coming for not only BG Mania, but Max Level and Level Down Games as a whole, so... The more ratings and reviews we can get, the higher we'll climb on the charts, the bigger our audience will grow. We'll get more listeners, obviously, more people exploring this excellent music that we're going to be playing today. But like I said, we have some potential big things on the horizons that uh, we will be announcing if they come to fruition 
soon. And if that happens, it'd be really cool. But Frank, it's volume 24 of Radio Hour. Ah, my favorite time of the month. It's always such a good time, man. We get to sit here and play five tracks from me, five tracks from you, one from the listeners out there, one from Jessica. And we actually have a bonus episode or a bonus track on this episode of Radio Hour because we have one from another cohort here at Level Down Games, Kyle. Kyle also submitted a track for this episode that he wanted to hear. So we'll have that and it's going to be a lot of fun. But the opening track you heard was my first pick. And boy, I wanted I didn't know really what to pick from the soundtrack, but I really kind of just wanted to go with this one. It's because it's the opening stage, but that's Voyage of Promise from Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which just recently released here in North America, June 18th, 2019. I think that's everywhere. Uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. Actually, by the time you're hearing this episode, it's already out on the Nintendo Switch as well, because it's coming out on Tuesday, June 25th. That's still two days in the future for us. But by the time this episode posts, it's yesterday. So <laughs> it's now available everywhere. But that was composed by Michiro Yamani, the amazing Michiro Yamani, who we often talk about anytime we discuss Castlevania, because she started composing on Castlevania with Symphony of the Night and did so all the way through Order of Ecclesia. Which I think are the best games in the, the whole series. That, that little era right there. Those two? Oh, no, you just mean from 97 through 2008. From there to there, yeah. Yeah, obviously, Symphony of the Night's fantastic. Uh, Aria of Sorrow. I love all the DS ones. That Portrait of Ruin. Yeah, great freaking games, man. Aria of Sorrow is one of the best in the entire franchise as well. I have a, a special case with all my game, all my like DS and 3DS games in it. Uh, the only DS games to make the cut are the, uh, the the Castlevania games. The Castlevania games, absolutely. <laughs> the, and this right here, man, Bloodstained. We we talked about Bloodstained a little bit last year because we did uh, Curse of the Moon, which was that 8-bit prequel to Ritual of the Night and had a fantastic soundtrack as well and was super good the entire game. But Ritual of the Night, man, because it's a full-fledged game, it's not just a quick experience like Curse of the Moon was. This is a tried-and-true Castlevania experience. It is phenomenal. I haven't finished it yet as a time of recording. Maybe by the time of posting, I have. But as of Saturday, June 23rd, I've yet to finish the game. And I'm absolutely loving it. I have about 60% of the map completed. Like, because you, you know, it gives you like a little percentage yeah. complete of the rooms you found and that kind of stuff. So I have found about 63% of the the rooms and I still have several to go. And I, I'm getting to the point where I don't really know what to do to continue. And that's exciting because now it's becoming to the point where, okay, there's got to be hidden stuff, first of all. Of course, and you're gonna, you're gonna have to get new power ups along the way so you can access things that were in the past for sure. Well, most of the most of the stuff that I've skipped that I knew I couldn't get to, I have been able to go back and get. Okay. Now. So now I'm getting to the point where I, I haven't yet figured out what I need to do to continue. There's still a couple areas that I that I need to backtrack to to see if there's something there I can do. But for the most part, I I know where the final boss is as well because. As I mentioned, if you listen to the Maxwell podcast this past Monday, you can actually skip right to him at about 40% of the map complete. And I did do that unknowingly and defeated him and got the bad ending. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You definitely want to go through and complete the rest of the game, beat the other bosses and get the good ending. And uh, I, I that's what I'm working on right now. I did find there was a thing where I accidentally was going to attack an enemy and hit a wall and a piece of the wall crumbled away and revealed a secret. So that kind of stuff is in there as well. Cool, and that cool, was cool. that was a complete mistake. So 
<laughs> those, those, are the, those are the best kinds of mistakes, the happy ones. Yeah. Yeah, this man, the soundtrack top to bottom is fantastic. Uh, Michiro Yamani did a ton of the compositions, but she wasn't alone on the soundtrack. She had help. She was also with, let me look here at the thing, because I actually bought the, the GOG version of Bloodstained because it came with the, the soundtrack. So it was Michiro Yamani, Kaisuke Ito, Ryosuke, what's it? Ryosuke Fujioka, Ipo Yamada, who is the Mega Man X composer, mm-hmm. and then Atsuhiro Ishizuni were the five composers that contributed to the soundtrack. Most of the stuff was composed by Michiro Yamani and Kaisuke Ito. Ipo Yamada only had one track actually on the soundtrack, the Mega Man guy. But I'm sure it was a great one. It's actually, dude, so many of these tracks are rocking. There's quite a bit of 8-bit music. You and I listen to several. I'm, I'm downloading this game uh, after we record this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally convinced <laughs> you to buy it. <laughs> this is right up my alley. Absolutely it is, for sure, 100%. But uh, hey, it's my turn, huh? It's your turn. I picked this one more for the composer, less so for the game. We initially had planned on doing uh, an episode, and it's happening in the future, of songs from games only came out in Japan, didn't come out here in the US. But I like the song so much that I'm jumping the gun. I'm giving you a little preview to something that's happening next year. From Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune 4, this is Rebirth. Staring now, speaking now, reaching in, I'm getting ready. Can you hear? Can you feel? This is how I wanna be. Peeling out, breaking down, moving in. I'm really revving, burning up, shouting out.
And that was Rebirth from Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune 4. Uh, that came out Japan and China only December 15th, 2011. You ready for this? Composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah, when you told me that when we were listening to it, I never would have guessed that because that is so, like, just not conventional for his style. <laughs> At all. Um, like I said, we are going to have a episode coming out in 2020, sometime 2020, uh, where we're going to play songs from games that only came out in Japan, or only came out, never hit the States. We were supposed to do it two weeks ago. Supposed to have it two weeks ago, but things got moved around. But uh, we, ended up, we ended up doing the episode on Cadence of Hyrule instead. I had like three tracks of that sitting around. I was like, you know what? I cannot wait for this one because I like the song a lot. Very catchy. Not not your typical not your, not your typical Frank pick either. No, it's very catchy. Very as I was talking to you while we were listening to it. Very like late '90s, early 2000s pop with like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, uh, especially when they went into that uh, whisper like segment there towards the middle of the track. I guess you could even say it's like early Lady Gaga as well, because it reminds me a lot of like Just Dance, too. I was going to say this has a very DDR kind of feel to it or a very, yeah. uh, you, you can even get the fact you could even kind of point out that it's a, a racing game. They talk about shifting and all stuff like that and hitting the clutch. Uh, but yeah. Or are those or, or are those innuendos? Uh, both. Uh, we, we got <laughs> We got Midnight Maximum Tune 3 and, and uh, Maximum Tune 5 here in the States. I don't think we're ever going to get 4, though. Weird that we would get 2, 3, and 5, but not 4. Like, I don't understand what the logic behind that is, why they would just skip just this random entry in the series. The track is in English. That's what really I know. That's what I mean. That's, what's, that's really, really weird that this was never localized. So that's, that's super, super weird. I don't get that at all. Ayuso Koshiro lost hit. Yeah, super good, too. Glad you were able to share that. Uh, we like, like I said, we have a, a bonus track on this episode. We're going to kick to that now because I was talking recently with a, another buddy that does, you know, level down games with us here. Uh, Kyle, you can regularly hear him on the Maxwell podcast every Monday. He was talking to us about his favorite track that he likes to because he's a listener of BG Mania. He was talking to us about Bastion and how one of his favorite tracks is Build That Wall. And I told him we would play that track on this episode for Radio Hour. So we're going to listen to that now. So again, from Bastion, this is Build That Wall. Strong. 
which originally released July 20th, 2011. Crazy to think, man, that that's an eight-year-old game. Because, I mean, it just, it feels like yesterday still. 
But July 20th, 2011 for Xbox 360, it would come to PC eventually December 9th, 2011. iOS would get it in 2012, PS4 would get it 2015, so on and so forth. And it's still releasing, you know, almost to this day. Uh, the Switch just got it back in September of 2018. So it's still coming out on modern platforms as well. Composed by Darren Korb. And we have played some Darren Korb in the past. We've played some Bastion in the past. So, but yes, that is from our friend Kyle, who happens to be on the Maximal Podcast. And you can regularly find him at leveldowngames.com writing reviews for us as well. But that is one of his favorite tracks, if not favorite track from a video game of all time. And what a great track that is, really. It is a great track. I almost stole it. Yeah, you did. You actually submitted it in your list for this month and unknowingly forgetting that Kyle actually is the one that submitted it. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a very extensive process. I fill the whole folder up with songs when I know we have something coming. Um, and yeah, that was there because you sent it to me and I, wanted, I listened to it and I really liked it. Do not know why. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember picking a song from Bastion, but there it is. So, so I'm going to take partial credit for that. How about that? Nah, you get no credit. But what's cool, man, is that was developed by Supergiant Games. And as of 2018, Supergiant Games only has 20 employees. They're a very small studio, but they make some fun games. Bastion was great. Transistor was great. 2018 Hades. Remember that one from the yes. Epic Games Store? We, that we, was we, great. We play as the, the son of the devil. Yeah. The only one that really didn't click with me too much was Pyre from 2017. But three of their four developed games have been what I would consider fantastic games. And that's pretty freaking cool. But we'll kick back now to my next pick. And it happens to come from another recently released game. But here's the thing about this. The official soundtrack doesn't actually exist for this game yet because it hasn't been put out on Kickstarter. This is a Kickstarter game. We're talking 1980X. Uh, Frank, you actually backed this, and I believe you're actually supposed to be getting a copy of the soundtrack when it comes out, if I'm not mistaken. I think you actually jumped in. When it it comes out, I do want it because I did pledge for it. Please give it to me. Yeah. But unfortunately, the actual soundtrack doesn't exist. So I, because this game, I looked into it. The game was developed with Unity and Unity Engine. I actually have Unity Engine on my PC. So I was able to decompile the assets like, you know, like if you go in there and look at the stuff, you can actually look at the assets folder and, you know, everything is a dot assets or dot resource file. Well, that's the actual game itself. So I was able to load those into Unity and decompile those and actually extract the audio from the game. So that's what I did to get this track. There is no official name. There probably is an official name of the track, but I don't know it. Can I name it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I have a good name for it. We're just going to call it The Runaway. That's what I'm going to call I, it. I was going to call it The Runaway Night Theme. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably exactly what I was going to say. But it is. That's, it, and you, that's funny. You knew exactly what track I was going for. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. God. I played this game. I know which song you're picking. <laughs> I didn't even tell you what I was doing. But it is The Runaway Night Theme. It's exactly what it is. And The Runaway is the like an Outrun-inspired game. Speaking of, if you haven't looked into 1980X, freaking look into it, especially if you're a fan of retro games. You have to look into this game. We'll talk about it more after we listen to it. But because it was extracted from it, it's kind of like Sting's WCW theme. You're going to hear a child speaking throughout the music. (laughs) So enjoy. This is the Runaways night theme, I guess, is what we're going to call it.
started hanging out in the arcade almost every night. Standing there beside the other players, watching every move their fingers made. This was the real thing. Another life was just one credit away. Down here, I found new worlds and new meaning. I could be whoever I wanted to be. Travel to outer space, experience fantasy and fear, or just take a walk on the wild side of town. cars reminding me that there was a way out a road to somewhere the city on the horizon I'd drive all night to get to that place about the escape. It was about transformation. For every visit I made, every game I uncovered, every move I mastered, I felt stronger, more confident. Some guys said I was nothing but a dreamer, completely out of touch with reality. Here, I was free. I was in control. No one told me where to go or what to do. The only bad part about it was having to come back up to the real world. And that was the Runaway Knight theme, or as it's named in the actual assets, Racing Level 2, I think is how it said, Final. Uh, from 1980X, which just recently released Thursday, June 20th. It's currently on PC via Steam. It's supposed to be hitting PS4 later this month. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, it's already out. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. And there is an Xbox One and a Switch version planned sometime later this year or next year. I have no idea when it's actually going to happen, though. So if you are interested in this game, you might just want to pick it up on PC. But that was composed by Daniel Rosenquist and Anton Dromberg. And I feel like those two guys, man, because they they did the work on Bleeding Heart, the, you know, the Final Fight-esque type game at the beginning. They did Out of This Void and they did uh, this one here, The Runaway. 
And I think those two guys, just with those three games, and especially the Runaway, captured the aesthetic of Synthwave and Retrowave perfectly. Like it's it's so good. That is, I could that is so. 80s. It literally t- it took me back to being a little kid in the arcades, which is the whole point of this. That's the whole point of the game was they're in the arcade playing these games. Yeah, you're getting the coming of age story told through five arcade games. This is like the music that was literally playing like on the stereos and stuff at these arcades I would go to. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That, 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 that because I'm from Long Island, a lot of Debbie Gibson, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> Debbie Gibson, man. Almost one hit wonder right there, almost. You better watch your mouth. She had lots of hits. <laughs> I think she wrote her own songs. L.I. represent. Yeah, no. But The Runaway, it was inspired by OutRun. And it, it really obviously feels like OutRun. It feels like Sega Rally Championship. It feels like Daytona USA. Going back to the track we played earlier, you know, the one from you that we kicked in with, your first one. It's amazing. But something about this particular piece of music, and I'm glad that the actual audio rip from the game had the the speaking part as well, because I don't think the track is the same without that, because the vocals, the actual, you know, the narration and the talking, it's telling a story in itself. And as soon as the kid who is, that's the name of the character, kid, as soon as the kid is done speaking, instantly, man, you just get that guitar just rip and it just goes, dude, and it's so good. The first time I heard this, because you're driving, in this game toward the city it's nighttime it's beautiful pixel arts beautiful but the first time that that happened i stopped my jaw literally i my i let out an audible wow like that's literally what i said and i messaged you as soon as i said it too i was like dude this particular part of the game made me let out an audible gasp and it did i knew the track you were picking before you picked it, because I was like, just because you said you wanted to get something right to 80X, and I had beaten the game before you, I knew what was coming. I was like, that's the track. Like, that's why I even said it before. I go, we're going to call this one uh, Night Race too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it really, there are, I mean, Out of the Void has a good little soundtrack in and of itself. The, you know, the Bleeding Heart track is actually pretty catchy. The one that Yuzo Koshiro composed for this game, the one in Shadowplay that's inspired by Strider, that music is really good. So there's several that I could have picked, but this particular one right here, man, it's just, it's it's cl- the clear star of the game. And it's, and it's, 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 the it's, awesome. it's an awesome moment. Absolutely it is. And it, it's like the, it's like the climax because that's really what it's meant to be. It's the third game in there, it's halfway through and you're getting to the point in the story where things are starting to click and understand. Now there is a part two coming later this year or next year, which is gonna tell more of the story, which would be nice to play through. But for right now, 1980X is a fun game if you have the $10 to throw at it. Just keep in mind, at $10, the game is only 90 minutes long. Yes. So, but I still had fun with it. As did I. Oh boy. I'm gonna pick a track from a game that I'm surprised we haven't picked a single one from before. Um, Classic Sega game from Dynamite Hetty. This is the Southtown theme.
from Dynamite Heady. That was the Southtown theme. Uh, that came out here in the States in September 1994. Uh, Composer-wise, got five composers. Couldn't narrow it down. Um, okay. It was... Bear with me on these ones here. Katsuhiko Suzuki, Yasuko, Koji Yamada, Akihata, and Norio Hanzawa. There you go. I did good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, Dynamite Heady, it's an underappreciated gem. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a lost gem. People know of this game, but it wasn't as popular as, let's say, your your Sonics or your, uh, your Marios. I haven't heard this track in forever. And I actually Probably really like this track. Probably a good like 25 years. Yeah, it, it's been a while. Is Dynamite Heady included on the, um, the Sega Genesis Classic that's coming out in September? I can't I remember if that's so. one of the... I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I hope it is because I can't I can't remember if it is, but man, what a great track that is. And you you brought up something interesting, a town theme. And we've done a town theme episode and there's several towns in this game that have all have different themes. And we didn't pick any of them. There's a northeast, south and west town. (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of funny that, you know, we didn't pick any of them because they are classic town themes and they're good. They're actually good pieces of music. They are good, and this is a great game. It's like I said, it's, it's very underappreciated. I cannot. Oh, fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure this is on the, the classic, and I will look forward to playing this again. I'm gonna look right now. Actually, I'm gonna look right now live. We're so doing it live. Me, you're gonna hear me type Sega Genesis. Actually, type Sega 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 Genesis Mini game list. Because I, I forget. I have the email. I could probably just look in that, but uh, it's easier just for me to check here. So let's see. Dynamite Heady, is it on there? It is on there. Dynamite Heady is on there. It was actually added in the final 12. So Dynamite Heady is on there, along with Strider. Shout out back out to 1980X in Shadow Play. Uh, Columns, Road Rash 2, good stuff, man. That was all in the final 12. Good stuff right there. Well-deserved spot. Uh, And if you haven't played this before, I highly recommend it. I think you're good. It's... I can't say it enough. It's a hidden gem. It's not really so hidden. You You just haven't played it because there were so many other games that came out in 94. Yeah, or, or if you've never played it and you want to own 42 classic Genesis games, just pick up the Sega Genesis Mini in September. I think it comes out September 19th. Uh, Frank and I both have it pre-ordered. <laughs> I think I think Sean also has it pre-ordered over at the Max Level podcast. I think several of us are excited to pick up the Sega Genesis. After classic. the initial NES Mini fiasco, I am pre-ordering from here on out. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't not pre-order a console that I'm interested in anymore. Like in, in terms of those mini ones that are collector's items, I will always pre-order now because I want to make sure I get it. <laughs> All right, man, it's listener submission time. And we actually got a pick this month from someone who has been listening to the show for a very long time, uh, very supportive of us, and has submitted tracks in the past for both Radio Hours and our you know, special episodes that we've done. I'm talking about uh, The Messenger. Ah, friend of the show. Yeah, Alex Messenger, friend of the show. And sent us an email back on June 6th, and he said, Hey, guys, it has been a little while, and I've been meaning to make this request. I absolutely love the Game & Watch Gallery games and their soundtracks. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. So from the Game & Watch Gallery, that that was a Game Boy game, right? Game & Watch Gallery? It was a Game Boy DS. Was it a DS game? game? Okay. So Game & Watch Gallery is the name of the game. The name of the track is Manhole.
And that was Manhole from Game & Watch Gallery, which we did find out it was a Game Boy game. The the ones you were thinking of, Frank, were the, uh, what were they called? Uh, they were the Game & Watch Collections 1 and 2. Those were exclusive for Club Nintendo people on the DS, so easy mistake to make. Lo siento yeah. mucho. No, but but there's Game & Watch Gallery 1, 2, 3, and 4 all on the Game Boy. And this one actually comes from Game & Watch Gallery 1, which released here in North America sometime in May 1997. There's four games on there, and one of them is titled Manhole. And that's the I'm assuming this is the track that plays during that entire game. And I was able to find two composers, not sure which one was responsible for the track, or maybe they both were. But I have Yoko Mizuda and Jin Sugita. I just look for Yoko. Yoko only did the Game & Watch games. Yeah, I was going to say Yoko Mizuda only did Game & Watch Gallery 1, 2, and 3, as well as Legend of the River King, which is kind of like a Harvest Moon-esque type of an experience. And then Jin Sugita only did Game & Watch Gallery number one. Yeah. So, that's, that's so these two composers, <laughs> these two composers are very, very obscure. And that's actually kind of cool that, you know, the probably two composers we never would have heard from had it not been this track. And that that's was your super deep, that awesome. Was deep, that was your deep dive into June. That season. was your deep dive into June Sugita because that's the only game that they composed. <laughs> yep. Special deep dive episode as well. Uh, it says manhole pedestrians are walking back and forth over a hole filled floor forcing the player to block the holes with a manhole cover in order to prevent the others from falling through. Classic. 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 Game. Classic game, dude. I mean, that, and really what it is. I mean, it's just they're meant to be classic game experiences. In fact, when I think of when I think of Game & Watch, that's what I think of. That really? Game. That This is the one you think of for sure? Man, manhole. Yeah. OK, I, I, I'm really on. And it's, it's a shame to say, and I really am embarrassed to say it. I'm really unfamiliar with the Game & Watch stuff. <laughs> well, you're not as old as I am. So uh, but I'm uh, not that much younger. I mean, what? You just turned 37, right? Uh, a youthful radial 27. Yes. <laughs> Forgot we have to subtract 10 years in the business. Yeah. No, uh, I am obviously I'm 33. So I'm not that much younger than you, but I, I have really no experience with Game & Watch. And that's sad. I probably should play these collections. At some I point. used to I used to have one. Unfortunately, it was the victim of a flood. That's one of the few things that I lost when my uh, my apartment flooded. Hey, the uh, the collections that are on the DS, do they include all these games as well? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll look in and see if I because you can buy those now, right? Yeah, maybe I'll look and see if I can find a cheap copy of them and, and just play through some of these games, because I, I would like to at least have some experience with them because they are classic games. So they, they are the precursors to the Tiger Electronic games that we love so much. Yeah. And those were I mean, I used to man, man remember the uh, the one, the wrestling one with Hulk Hogan and Earthquake. I keep yes. I forget who else, or was it just those two? It may have just been. It was, those just, two. It was just those two. <laughs> but I remember it was blue and it had yellow buttons. <laughs> Ah, those are the days. Oh, man, those were good days. Those are really, really fun. You're right. Those absolutely were the days. All right, let's kick to my next track. And I picked this one because of the fact that we heard it during E3. And we actually heard it in the Square Enix press conference. And when we heard it, dude, I just remember my goosebumps growing their own goosebumps and just being so happy that this track made it into the little brief trailer where they announced this game. So from Final Fantasy Adventure, which happens to be another Game Boy game, this is Rising Sun.
And that was Rising Sun from Final Fantasy Adventure, which came out here in North America November 1991. Now, that was composed by Kenji Ito, who we have talked about before on the show. Kenji Ito, I mean, that's your romantic saga guy. He did Final Fantasy Legend 2, Final Fantasy Adventure, done some stuff with other games like Sword of Mana, some Chocobo games, Donna Mana. We've also talked about him because he's from the Pop and Music series, which we've played a couple tracks. I think just yes. actually one track one. from here. Uh, a shout out to Purnell, who from over Rhythm and Pixels, who requested that track for us. <laughs> Thank you for taking us on that deep, deep, uh, rather home craziness. Yeah, but he's a he's a regular contributor to Mana series games, Children of Mana. Uh, recently just did Adventures of Mana back in 2016. The reason I mentioned Mana. Final Fantasy Adventure was originally released in Japan as Seiken Densetsu Final Fantasy Gaiden. Seiken Densetsu is sort of mana or the mana series. So that's why it was such a big deal that we never got Seiken Densetsu 3. And at E3 during the Square Enix conference, they revealed that. No, that was at um, not that wasn't at Square. That was at Nintendo's thing. Never mind. I, I apologize. That was during the Nintendo Direct. It's so it's so easy to get that stuff confused because this was supposed to appear at Square Enix's show, but they kicked it to the Nintendo Direct instead. Um, they announced the localization of Seiken Zetsu 3 as part of the Mana Collection that is currently available on the Switch for $40. But not only that, they're remaking Seiken Densetsu 3 coming out next year on the Switch here in North America as Trials of Mana, and it looks phenomenal. So this is that whole point where that happened. I wish him all the success in the world, but I feel it's too little too late on that game. I think... No way. <laughs> it has not. It has not, they, because they, people... They, 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 Think about it from the American side of things. People who wanted to play that game are pissed. They're not pissed. They're extremely happy. If you look at like all the, the, that's actually one of our best like tracking videos that we did during E3. And there's a lot of comments on there. So happy you realize this was this, 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 that. Like a lot of people when they were reacting, much like we were kind of talking about with the Dragon Quest reveal and the Banjo-Kazooie reveal for Smash Brothers off air, how the Japanese were so excited about the Dragon Quest guy and the Americans were so excited about Banjo-Kazooie and the other, you know, like most of the Americans didn't care about Dragon Quest. Most of the Japanese didn't care about Banjo-Kazooie. The, a lot of people still want to see this game released here. And it is now. It's, it, again, you can buy it now as part of the collection. But the important thing is it's coming by itself. And when it actually releases as a full remake, because that's what it's releasing as. It's another remake in the in the Mana series, much like oh, the one oh, that came oh, out. So it's not just a reskin. It's a full remake. No, it's a full, it's a full <laughs> remake. I don't think this $40 version compile thing is going to do. This, the full remake will do fine. The tri trial amount will do fine. The collection probably won't sell as much as Trial of Mana, the remake. You're right. Trial, tri trial, trial will do fine because yeah, that's uh, it's almost like getting a brand new game. Correct. But I, mean, I do for, still for, think, for most of us, it will be a brand new game. I do still think the collection is worth owning because not only are you getting this, you're getting Final Fantasy Adventure, but, which is, you know, the first mana game. But you're also getting, you know, Secret of Mana, which is a fantastic game as well. The original Secret of Mana, not the remake of Secret of Mana. Yeah, that's another thing that scares me, though, man. It really does with Trials. They really screwed up that fucking remake. I'm sorry, I started to curse there. They, really <laughs> curse <this podcast. laughs> they did screw up the. They did screw up the remake. They really screwed it up. I, I like I said, I have high hopes for this. I want this to succeed because I actually do want to play this. Mana is one of those games that I I like. I haven't finished, but I started. And I like. Yeah, the Mana series is a great RPG series. Um, and to our European listeners out there that are at least familiar with this franchise. Final Fantasy Adventure was released in Europe as Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. But now to our North American listeners, you might be thinking, well, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, that's a Super Nintendo game. I know. 
Keep in mind, Final Fantasy always is so damn confusing in terms of their naming. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was released in Europe as Final Fantasy Mystic Quest Legends. <laughs> so that it tie or Mystic Quest Legend to tie in to Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, yeah, which Final was Fantasy. released which was released everywhere else as either a Mana Psych and Densetsu game in Japan or Final Fantasy Adventure in North America. Why they don't just name their games conventional everywhere, you know, has the same name. I don't know. It's really confusing. But trust me, Final Fantasy Adventure and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest are not the same game. <laughs> they are in Europe, but really they're also not because Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was released as Final Fantasy Mystic Quest Legend. Unreal. Unbelievable. <laughs> it makes no sense, but it is a thing. Uh, just really crazy. But Brian, that's incredible. I know. But that oh, track, please, please. how about that track, though? We didn't even mention the track. We just talked about Kenji Ito and then went on yeah, down we the did. rabbit hole. But the track, it's very theme of love-esque from other Final Fantasy games. It's very things that we potentially could have heard in the I, 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 got, a, I got a bit of a Zelda-ish uh, oh, sure. feeling. For sure. Like, it's a great piece of music, dude. It, it brings back so many fond memories. And that's the Game like, Boy. That is Game Boy. That is a great Game Boy chip tune. I like that. We should play more Game Boy chip tunes in the future. No, absolutely. We, we, we absolutely You know what, will. Brian? Make it happen. That's going to be an episode. It will. No, it's already penciled in at some point. Uh, we have an episode for everything. But... <laughs> yeah, we have literally anything you can think of in the sun. There's probably an episode penciled in at some point. There's just no official, like, when is it going to happen? <laughs> that, that portal episode is happening soon. Ugh. Someday. For my next track, I was like, you know what? We don't play enough tracks from licensed games. Sure, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so let me remedy that for you right now. Uh, from the Super Nintendo classic, The Incredible Hulk, this is Leader's Fortress Revisited.
And that was The Leader's Fortress Revisited from The Incredible Hulk on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, it came out August 1994, and it was composed by Steve Collette, a name you might remember as the composer of Chuck Rock. I do remember that, actually. This game, very middle of the ground, middle of the road kind of game. I wouldn't say it's a good game. I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It is a game I rented at least three or four times to beat um, back in 94 when I was... Oh, God, 12 years old, I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was two years old. Yeah. Yeah, that radio yeah. time. You were, uh, in, you were born in 92. No. There you go. Um, but yeah, it, it, as soon as this song started and you heard the scratching, Brian's like, please don't tell me this is a Super Nintendo rap. I'm like, no, it's not a rap song. I was, I was hoping so much that there wasn't going to be some like forced vocals because, you know, vocal tracks on Super Nintendo soundtracks wasn't really a thing, but there are a couple out there that tried to like do suedo type vocal type music on super nintendo and they were so bad you know what a super nintendo vocal episode can we can we find 16 total tracks i don't know maybe <laughs> if you know them send them to us at bg we'll do it we'll do an entire episode on it and it would be it would be a, probably a bad episode but it would be a fun episode to listen to and just really explore it that's a that's a thing dude can you know what? We'll extend it to NES as well. Can we find NES and SNES vocal tracks? Let's do it. Let's figure it out. I'll figure out when we can actually pencil that episode in. We might need to throw Sega in there just to kind of make it easy. But uh... <laughs> no, we got to make it hard. We got to make it hard because that's what's fun. It's like finding the rare, obscure tracks that actually exist out there. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I really like the song. It had a lot of like a lot of good like techno-y beats in there, and uh... it's not a bad track. This is not a game I'm familiar with at all. I've never played this, but the the music is not terrible and that's obviously what the show's about so yes it's it's those hidden gems in, in the piles of crap exactly <laughs> but luckily i have a track coming up that is is not a pile of crap might be a hidden gem though because i really hope that i really think that this game hasn't been played enough yet and it's actually another recent release and you actually picked a track from it last month on radio hour and i'm talking of plague tale innocence again now i don't know if you finished this game yet frank I don't know I'm, if so close. I'm so close. I'm sitting on the precipice of like 12 games and this is one of them. Yeah, you need to you need to absolutely finish this. But this particular track takes place at the end of the game. And I want to play that. So from Plague Tale Innocence, this is Run for Cover. There's a whisper in my chest. It's telling me the best is yet to come Hiding in the night Shadows peek Turn away, got tangled in the past, it's overgrown. I look up to the sky. 
And that was Run For Cover from A Plague Tale Innocence, which was sung by Gabrielle Applin, composed actually probably by her as well. I was actually going to say because the game was composed by Olivier de Riviere, as we talked about before. But doing after doing a little bit of digging, that's from one of her previous albums, which came out before the game did. So she probably did that herself. She's a singer songwriter. So, again, her name is Gabrielle Applin. But it was A Plague Tale Innocence is the game it's from, which just released May 14th, 2019 on PC, PS4, Xbox One. It was used in the story trailer and then again at the end of the game. So it's a great it's a great track. I love the song. It's actually really good. I haven't even beaten the game yet, but just hearing that song, I could definitely tell how it fits. I mean, oh, yeah, no, I mean, it fits the the aesthetic of the well, not the aesthetic, but it fits the narrative is what I was yeah. trying to say there. It fits the narrative. And it's a beautiful piece of music and it's emotional to an extent. And A Playtale Innocence is also very emotional at times. It's a great game. Like I said, I really think that it might end up going down as a sleeper hit this year because, in my opinion, it's one of the best games this year. Potentially, a, so potentially a potential sleeper game of the year. Like I could see this sneaking in and winning some places because it's a great game that I don't think enough people have played yet. And I think more people really need to play it. So I want to keep championing this game throughout the year to try to get more and more people to play this game. I really do enjoy it a lot. And uh, Gabrielle's voice is really pretty. Uh, she just recently made uh, songs Taylor Swift loves her Spotify playlist. So there you go. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. <laughs> We're gonna call that a liner note. Okay, we'll call that a liner note, sure. All right, um, let's kick it old school. Okay. Now, let's not go too old school, because I, li- I like the NES version of the song a little better. But we're going to go back to Maniac Mansion. This is Michael's theme.
and that was Michael's theme from Maniac Mansion, the NES version, uh, that came out here September 18th, 1990. Uh, composed, I got three composers for this one version, uh, Chris Grigg, David Lawrence, and David Warhol. David Warhol, I think, is the only name I'm familiar with out of those three. I think he worked on the other ones as well. Okay. There's a little crossover with some other, other people. Um, yeah, I love Maniac Mansion. Uh, more so, I love Day of the Tentacle, which is the sequel to this. But uh, Yeah, Day of the Tentacle is fantastic, which, you know, they put out as... It, there's a remake of it, but they gave yeah. it away for PlayStation Plus, which is how I got it. It's such a great game. Such a great I love the LucasArts uh, point-and-click games. Um, they're all near and dear to my heart. In fact, if you play Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion is like a playable game in there on like a little arcade machine. So yeah, like a little like Easter egg type thing. Yep, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, this the song just it's funky. It's Michael's name, man. Michael's a funky soul brother who uh, pays no woman no mind. So. <laughs> it has it, it is a. It is a little bit of a funky track. I had a hard time hearing some of the it's, funk elements in there. Little Michael Jackson. Ass, but I was going to say, when, when, you, when you said, OK, we'll picture Michael Jackson. I was like, OK, I can actually hear like if, if Michael Jackson would have done this track, I can actually kind of hear how that would sound. So I get that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, definitely a great game. I would love a top down remake of this game. Just to, just full from just re- remake it just from ground up. That would be super cool. Maniac Mansion, a game that I've actually never played. I want this for a lot of games, though. I, uh, I had a conversation with a friend the other day. There's games like Hugo's House of Horrors and stuff. All these old point and click, you know, type, you know, text type Avengers. I would love them to remake them now in this era. It's, it's, with, it's, like, it's, it's, with like how they do point and click games now with how, you know, just it'd be kind of interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. And like you can still type things in, but there's not like nice 3D, you know, beautifully rendered yeah. scenarios. Someone make it happen. If you, if you do a Kickstarter, trust me, I'll throw all my money at you. I throw my money at a whole lot worse. It would be cool to see how they do it. You're right. And just, you know, just because they could do a lot of stuff with the backgrounds. And I think that'd be interesting. So that'd be fun. You're right. I'll even comp- I'll even compose a, su- a tune or two if you uh, you want for free. I don't think that's necessary for, for, as, good as, <laughs> for, for as good as I am on the keyboard. Trust me, it'll have to be for free. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> but you know what time of the episode it is, Frank? You know it's, time my it favorite, is? it's my favorite part of the month in general. Let's do this. It's time for Jessica's submission. Hell and yeah. she has she has a good one on this month, at least in my opinion. I actually I'm familiar with this game. I played this game when it came out, and this is a fun game. So we're gonna kick it over to her, let her talk about the track, and we will be right back after listening to it. Hey guys, um sorry if I sound a little bit tired. It's really late right now, but I forgot to record this. So one night I couldn't sleep, so I kind of just went through and picked a bunch of soundtracks that I really liked. Um, some from games that I've played, some from games that I haven't played. This is one of those that I haven't actually played myself, but I watched Brian play it. Um, it was a great story. I actually think I even cried in the end. But, I mean, it's just a great song, so I hope you enjoy.
And that was the main theme from Beyond Two Souls, which actually released here in North America October 8th, 2013. It was a PlayStation 3 game. It would eventually see release on the PS4 as well, November 24th, 2015. And funny enough, it's coming to the Epic Games Store next month, July 26th, 2019. Because uh, Quantic Dream and Sony kind of signed that contract. I may, may Sony may have been completely left out of it. I have no idea. But Sony published the game when it was on PS3 and PS4. But Quantic Dream is putting out all their games. I think Heavy Raid's already available on that, the Epic Game Store. Beyond Two Souls is next month. And then Detroit Become Human is at the end of the year. And that's pretty cool. But this was composed by Lauren Balf, who we actually just talked about in the deep dive Jesper Kid episode of BG Mania because he worked on uh, one of the Assassin's Creed games with uh, with with him. I forget which one it was uh, trying to dig through here to see if I can find it real quick. But I remember we talked about it because I mentioned that he was the composer behind Mission Impossible Fallout, iBoy, and I did the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. And you said, you know, more involved from I think it was Benghazi that you said you actually are familiar with him from. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because he composed the entire soundtrack to Beyond Two Souls by himself. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So it's a, it's, it's a very moving, emotional soundtrack at times. That was him singing. I don't think that was him singing. <laughs> uh, funny enough, Hans Zimmer produced that soundtrack for Beyond Two Souls. So that's pretty cool there as well. I love me some Hans Zimmer. I really yeah, do. It's, it's, it's good stuff. He really is good. I mean, obviously, nothing to do with this track. He just produced oh. it still. Um, Beyond Two Souls was a great game. Beyond Two Souls was a fantastic game. Uh, I really actually like everything that Quantic Dream has done. Uh, Heavy Rain was good. Beyond Two Souls was fantastic. And Detroit Become Human is probably my favorite of the three. It just, he, they they're, they know what they're doing. And the music always fits. And this, like I said, this is the main theme. The the vocals that we have there. And I was unable to find who is actually doing those vocals because it's really not even vocals. It's just chanting. But there's no credits on there. And there's no other pieces on the soundtrack that have vocals. So on the VGMDB website, there's literally no vocal credits at all for the soundtrack which is unfortunate um we just know that it was performed by the royal philharmonic orchestra so it's probably just someone in that orchestra. i will give credit to jessica i mean we can if she did pick the track but the actual vocals weren't her <laughs> we don't know that maybe she moonlights and we don't know it we yeah that's true we don't necessarily know that so uh great pick though thanks again for a Good wonderful pick. submission Good yeah pick. really really enjoyed that track glad it brought back some memories playing that game always she actually Ryan's picks. always better she actually watched me play that game from start to finish and we we did like all the choices we did like the you know the the one side you can go down or the other side it was a lot of fun and that's what i really like about quantum dream games as well is it's one of those choose your own adventure style choices, games yeah. that you really can just go down so many different paths and create your own game and the replayability of those games are really really cool so Great pick. Excellent pick. But unfortunately, we only have two tracks left. What? Yeah, we each have one pick left. So we will go to my last pick. And I picked this one because we should be getting this game soon as part of the Grandia HD collection because they're, they're releasing Grandia 1 and 2 as part of an HD collection. Why they're not releasing 3 as well. Frank and I, we've, we've talked about this on, I think we've talked about it on Max Level before. We've talked about it, but just why they're not, for whatever reason, it's so weird that they're not doing 3 as well, but they're just doing Grandia 1 and 2 as part of that HD collection. So from Grandia 2, this is the Sirem Kingdom, Prosperity and Freedom.
And that was the Cyrum Kingdom Prosperity and Freedom from Grandia 2, which released here in North America on the Dreamcast originally, December 6th, 2000. We would get it on the PS2, which is the version I played, January 28th, 2002. And then it would hit PC the month after, or two months after that, March 10th, 2002. And like I said, there's a HD remaster for Grandia 1 and 2 set to release on Nintendo Switch sometime soon. At E3, they released a trailer for it, and they said it's coming soon. Like, they they still haven't given us an actual date yet. Uh, I was actually anticipating it before the end of June, and as of time of recording, June 23rd, we still haven't heard anything on that yet. So hopefully we will have this, as they said, soon, because I really do want to play through Grandia 1 and 2 again. I got to tell you, Brian, I really hate when something something is coming soon, because it's such a subjective term. It really is a subjective term, and I mean, soon could mean so many different things to so many different people. <laughs> Final Fantasy Remake, when they announce it, they're like, coming soon. No, I know. Absolutely. Exactly. So it's just really, it's it's subjective, and it really can mean anything. I mean, the Blizzard soon is can be yeah. years, so. <laughs> but as we know, we've played music from Grandia in the past. Grandia 2 was composed by Noriyuke Awadari who is one of my favorite composers when it comes to Japanese game music. And I actually think we have him penciled in as a deep dive later on in the year because I dude, he's got some great stuff and everything that we listen to him is phenomenal. And I like I said, I'm just really excited to to play through Grandi again when it comes out on the switch. The soundtrack from top to bottom is great, dude. This is really one of those JRPG IPs that a lot of people aren't familiar with, but it should be explored more because they're really fantastic. And the music speaks for itself, I think, sometimes, too. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of things tagged from Grandia. I just I never know when, like, to, to plug it into episodes because Grandia has great soundtracks, especially Grandia 2. That's what Radio Hour is all about. Exactly. So that's why, you know, I don't want to load it up with Grandia every single month, but spreading it out here and there. Um, I don't think I played a Grandia track in almost a year, so it's been about enough time. <laughs> now, um, you heard a lot of great music this episode. So I'm going to change the mood. I don't know why. I don't I don't get why you do this sometimes. Um, because the people, they request it. They need it. They feel it. I did a Google search and I typed in, what is the most Street Fighter Street Fighter song? Which is a, which is a dumb thing to type into Google in general. <laughs> True. By, by far, this was the hands down winner. But wouldn't you think if you type that in, it would be like a good track? You would think like Guile's theme, which to me is probably the most Street Fighter song out there. Uh, but this is from Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, and it's called Third Strike Remix. Uh, the composer I pulled for this is Hideki Okogua. The actual rapper uh, is a Canadian-American rapper named Infinite. The female singer who you'll hear, she's just excellent, top-notch. It's not at all, not at all. <laughs> her, her name is not listed, and uh, if I, were her. Her, I, I wouldn't put my name on this either. Yeah, good for her. I picked. I, I really, I picked this song to crap on it. Uh, it seems that they stole the theme of Doom and rapped over it. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and it's the whole song itself is just t- playing, but playing Street Fighter Three. Something about, yeah, awesome, awesome Street Fighter 3. I don't know. I, I thought I really understood in the rap was Street Fighter there, 3. There's, there, there's one line of lyrics that he repeats over and over and over again. So such a great lyricist. And then wait, wait, just wait, though. Just wait till the female vocalist kicks in because I she's, died she, laughing. She's the reason why this track is even picked in my general. I, I could, you know, 
I trust, I trust, I trust, I trusted the people of the Google machines, but apparently, uh, apparently I will never do that again. I literally cracked up laughing when her vocals kicked in the first time, because I wasn't expecting it, first of all. It's literally like, and it's, it's just, you're not expecting it when have, it comes in. You, if you've ever watched The Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. he's, he's playing the piano with Dave Chappelle's Reggie, and he squeezes his hand, and he lives on a... Oh, you're going to get one of those. Yeah, it's very like that. Or, or as I mentioned it to you, like for those familiar with the TV show Friends, when Ross is playing the bag pipe, the bagpipes getting ready for Chandler and Monica's wedding and he's playing Celebrate yeah, Celebration by Cool and the Gang. That's who did that, right? That's the name of that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, was like, I think that's the name of that group that did that. But he's playing that on bagpipes poorly and Phoebe's sitting there on the couch singing in the notes. Like, just, and very like that as well and it just it's just like that <laughs> so this is my gift to you oh my god it's not a gift it, 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 it is a present from down on high you are welcome <laughs> um so yeah we'll be leaving with that but brian why don't you take us out yeah that is gonna do it for this week we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of bg mania made possible by leveldowngames.com don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com, especially if you want to get some submissions in for our anniversary episode, which we'll probably actually record that sometime in the next two weeks. So you definitely want to get us those submissions if you want something played during that episode. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash level down games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level down games and click that follow button. We're not live often. As I say, whenever we do go live, it's sometimes on YouTube gaming, but even we really don't go live that much anymore. If you do want to follow someone that is live often on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore dude, uh, Bruce deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Uh, as we talk about here on the show a lot, our fellow cohort of Level Down Games, Kyle, streams every Tuesday, every Thursday, and then either every Saturday or Sunday, playing multitudes of games, Dead by Daylight, Overwatch, Rocket League. I uh, recently just went, uh, played My Friend Pedro, or as I said on the podcast on Monday, the max level, My Friend at Pedro a lot. I said that <laughs> a couple different times. Uh, an eclectic mix, just like Radio R is an eclectic mix of music. There's an eclectic mix of games being played over at uh, Kyle's Twitch stream, so... Always a lot of fun. Go check that out. I'd really appreciate it. Give them a follow. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, next week, Frank, I want to focus on a trilogy of games that has good music that we've played music from in the past, but we've never focused specifically on this particular trilogy. And it's kind of like our 4th of July celebration episode because it's, you know, for podcast posting, it posts on July 3rd. I want to take a listen to music from the Mass Effect trilogy. So we'll come in. All right. We'll pick, we'll pick eight tracks apiece from Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. The DLCs do count. We can pick from DLCs. We can pick from anything from Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, as I said, including all of the DLCs. I am the very model of a modern disillarian. We're going to pick some tracks and it's going to be freaking awesome. Because I know that you also are a big fan of Mass Effect, as I was. I am. I, th- I think it's a great idea. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun picking these tracks. Yeah, I think it's I think it's something that we finally need to do. Like I said, we have picked several tracks from Mass Effect in the past. I will go in and make sure that the uh, spreadsheet is updated probably t- tonight or tomorrow. That way we have we can make sure all the Mass Effect tracks we have picked in are actually on there so we don't repick anything. But I think that'll be fun. So next week we'll have music from the entire trilogy of Mass Effect. 
taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Third Strike remix from Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, again composed, we think, by Hideki Okugawa. <laughs> or maybe it's just the Doom track remix. Who knows? Definite. We really don't know. Otherwise, though, that's it. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Make it run smooth, so what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the pool. The third chapter, so what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the pool. Make it run smooth, so what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the pool. The third chapter, so what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the pool. Make it run smooth, so what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the pool. The third chapter, so what's it gonna be? So what's it gonna be? Trapped in a new world, street by the 